Minnow Middle got you down. Crush your sugar cravings with delicious all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause. Created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at bossabars.com and save 10% with code HOT. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics Podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And today we have on Allison Lombardis, and we are going to be talking about spring and summer fashions. And we're going to talk about colors, designs. Allison is an expert in the field. She has the Get Our Pretty On blog. She also has OutfitFormulas.com. She has over 100,000 clients that have worked with her to create everything from staple pieces in their closet to seasonal to accessories And she talks about women in midlife and beyond. So in our conversation, we asked her questions that we wanted to know about and our listeners want to know about. Things like your body style, your colors, the shoes, your accessories, what you need to walk in. You know, a lot of us walk in our closet and just there's thousands of things in there, it feels like, and we can't find a single thing to wear. So she talks about that as well. I love, you know, I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> and before I talk more about it, I want to thank our sponsor, VitalC.com. So VitalC.com, make sure you go there and you can see this entire interview on VitalC.com. So thank you very much. But I was all about this, this conversation. I love to find out more about putting different Uh, pieces of your wardrobe together and just how to add to it scarf or a jacket those are maybe things I didn't think about before I started maybe reading her book and thinking about how that really adds a lot the styles of shoes that you can wear and also the budget that you can find great pieces that are not out you know out of this world they're not going to break the bank And I really love that. I love the illustrations in her book. And there was a lot we didn't get to. Like she even talks about when you go in your closet, what to get rid of in in your book, like what you don't wear anymore. So she touches on that in our conversation as well. And that's, you know, at this stage of life, I've always heard, okay, if you haven't worn it in six months, get rid of it. But if you live long enough, it all comes back, you know, and you start looking at in the at the stores or online, and you're like, "Wait, I think I own that in the '80s. Are we? That, yeah, I had that in the '90s. There's a few outfits that I want back that I had in the '80s. My yellow all it was a pair of yellow knit pants and a yellow tunic that matched with a mock turtleneck. I want that outfit back. And I had a um, eyelet white dress with a cinch waist, and I want that dress back. And I don't. Yeah, go good luck. Fi- yeah, good luck finding that. <laughs> That it's it's hanging out with all my esprit clothes that I used to wear. So there you go. They're it's, they're hanging out somewhere in someone's closet. They are. <laughs> but guys, we're gonna let Allison take over and talk. We just want to make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. And as Bridget said, you can now check out the videos on vitalc.com. We'll have our videos up on there. Our website is hotflasheskooltopics.com. Go check it out. We always have blogs and all of our episodes and entertaining information. Plus we have a newsletter that goes out bi-weekly, which you don't want to miss. And let's start talking spring and summer fashion. Here we go. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today we are talking about spring and summer fashions with Allison Lombardis. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Two of my favorite topics, spring and summer fashion. 
There you go. And, you know, we love talking about it because Bridget and I are very different ends of the spectrum. Bridget likes to, you know, loves her fat. I said that I don't love fashion. It's just I'm more the comfy chic, as we like to call it. And Bridget <laughs> loves to doll up. So it's always nice to have a conversation because we're different ends of the spectrum. So, Allison, I, we're going to talk all about your outfit formulas and your book and your, your website. But I first wanted to ask you, I am seeing a ton of green and lavender. Are those the spring colors? They are, yes, along with bright pink. But, you know, lavender and periwinkle, the Pantone color of the year is periwinkle this year. So we're seeing a lot of the shades of those purples. I've actually seen more lavender, though, than the periwinkle. And then, of course, Kelly Green. I feel like that's a staple that we see come back every single spring. Even though it's not really kind of on the color radar, it really seems to be one of those classic colors that we see a resurgence of every spring. And then again, the bright pink is out there. And we're still seeing a lot of those soft neutrals that we've seen for the past few years. But I, for one, am super happy to see some color back in our wardrobes again. I was wondering now when you talked about uh, the periwinkle and I always like the cornflower. So is the periwinkle like more like in between? Is that more like cor cornflower or is that like the lavender? In? Yes. Yeah. So I would say periwinkle is more, if you're looking at color combos, it has probably more of the reddish purple in it than cornflower does. Cornflower has more of a bluish purple tone to it. It's so subtle, though. I mean, those two colors are almost interchangeable for sure. Yeah. And do you ever talk to people where they're concerned about their what their skin tone matches? Absolutely. You know, I think that's one of the biggest questions I get asked behind body shape is what colors should I be wearing? And there are two schools of thought on this, honestly. You can go through color analysis, which I highly recommend. I think it's very insightful to find out what your colors are and what palettes suit you best. And it can absolutely guide your shopping decisions, especially for pieces that you're wearing up near your face, like a scarf or a top. Uh, I think it's really important to kind of figure that out. What's going to work with my eye color, my skin tone, my hair color. And yes, this does change throughout our lifespan. As we get older, if our hair color changes, our skin tone, uh, you know, our color palettes can change, which is the first school of thought and I'm totally on board with this but also there's the second school of thought buy what you love like if a color really lights you up and makes you feel good and energetic when you put it on then absolutely you know or put that in your environment if it's not um, something that you can wear like put it in your office or somewhere that's going to inspire you but I'm I'm all about color as I'm wearing black today right <laughs> what are you talking about I don't know <laughs> me and my black and white shirt <laughs> oh, I love color, but my the section of my wardrobe that is black clothing is huge. I, I have to have a whole another rack. <laughs> I think a lot of us can relate to that. It, yeah. Honestly, when I moved to, I live in the South now. I grew up in the Northeast. Most of my clothes were neutrals, black, gray, white. And then I moved here. I was like, oh, gosh, people wear a lot of color in the South. So I started playing around, you know, the bright pinks and the Kelly greens. Those are my two that I'm always drawn to. And now I'm just like my whole closet's full of color and pattern now. So, you know, you can add in those little pops of color and those patterns to just really, you know, give interest, visual interest to your outfits and add a little bit of detail in there. Can we talk, one of the things you mentioned were body styles. And for midlife women, we run the gamut in body styles, but also with our hormones, our bodies are changing and we don't look like we did at 25. What suggestions do you give women who have bodies that are kind of changing? And sure. they're looking in the mirror and they're like, this is not the person I remember. 
Exactly. You know, I think a lot of us do experience this. We start to gain weight in different places as we age. I myself am going through menopause and I'm starting to see this where, you know, I never carried weight in my midsection before. And now that's the first place it goes. Um, so it's difficult, especially with, for two reasons. Number one, you're not sure what pieces fit and flatter your body anymore, especially if you were in a specific category, like a pear shape, for instance, where you gained most of your weight or you were curvier on your bottom half of your body, and then things start shifting to the upper half of your body. So really it's about finding those pieces that fit and flatter your body most. I recommend, you know, things that kind of skim over the midsection area, um, which there are so many shirts out there right now for spring. This is a big style trend that we're seeing or tops that are more just kind of flowier in the midsection area. Also, if you're holding on to clothing in your closet that maybe is, you know, a few sizes away from where you want to be right now, women frequently ask me, what should I do with that? I don't know what to do. Like these clothes don't fit me anywhere. I'm not wearing them. I hope to get back into them someday, but I'm just, they're just in there right now. So my recommendation is to get rid of the stuff in your closet that no longer fits you because when you walk in there, you're going to have decision fatigue. Your brain can't really differentiate immediately between things that fit and things that don't fit. And this is just going to overwhelm you when you're trying to get dressed. And most of us already feel like we have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear, right? So, you know, getting the stuff out of there that you're not wearing helps you to actually focus on what you have. And then you can intentionally fill in the gaps on what you need and shop with a purpose when you walk into the store and know that you are actually filling in a gap in your wardrobe instead of just buying stuff and bringing it home and hoping that it works out for you. You also talk about like staples and different staples uh, in your book. Can you talk a little bit about staples for, and I know you have it for different seasons and things, but just starting with basic staples. Yes, definitely. So, you know, a good foundation for any wardrobe, whether you're rebuilding because of some body changes, or maybe, you know, you've shifted from working in an office to working from home, or for whatever reason, if you're rebuilding your wardrobe, I always recommend starting with basic staples because you can add on seasonal trends and not have to really just reinvent your wardrobe every season. I think that a lot of the overwhelm in us getting dressed is thinking that I've got to go out and buy a bunch of new stuff. When in reality, if you have the right staples in place, you're going to be able to wear those season after season and year after year. And that's what I really wanted to focus on in the book are what are the staples that are going to stay in style for five years that you can really just build a good core foundation in your wardrobe with. And number one, and this is a tricky one, I understand, but I recommend starting out with finding some great fitting jeans, which are super hard to find. They're a unicorn, but they're out there. Um, you just have to keep trying on different pairs. And when you find a pair that you love, the brand and the style, I recommend starting with like a darker wash um, pair of jeans with a little bit of stretch because those are universally flattering or even a black pair of jeans because you're going to get tons of use out of those. You can dress them up or dress them down very easily. But when you find that style that you like, buy them in every wash because I guarantee you when you go back like a year from now and you're like, oh my gosh, I love those jeans, then they're going to be sold out. So definitely buy them in multiple washes if you find a pair that you love. And that's a good foundation to start with. And then you can start adding in your basic things like your t-shirts, a great quality t-shirt that's not too thick, not too thin, uh, that you can layer under different pieces. You know, those are another unicorn, very hard to find. I, I love giving guidance on this though. There are multiple brands I actually did a survey with my community to find out what their favorite t-shirts were. 
And two of them are from Target, the A New Day collection and their Universal Thread t-shirts. They're great quality. They wash well. They're the right thickness. Um, Old has come a long way with their basics, too. Their t-shirts are great. Land's End got super high marks for their t-shirts as well. So add in some basic t-shirts, some cardigans. Uh, I'm a cardigan lover. I wear them year-round in Texas because it's too cold in the summer in stores and restaurants. And in the winter, I'm always cold. So um, a good collection of cardigans is great to have. And then footwear that works for your life and lifestyle. So I'm a big fan of flats. I don't, you know, wear heels often unless I'm doing speaking engagements or appearances. But uh, I love my new white sneakers that I got for spring. I've been wearing them practically every day. So really think about what your lifestyle needs before you start making these decisions and going out and buying things that maybe you're not going to be able to wear on a daily basis. Do you find quality? I know, you know, people have budgets with what they're going to buy and staples and some people can't afford to buy the jeans in every color. Mm-hmm. Are there any, and you said lands in for the t-shirts and tar- some of the Target brands for the t-shirts and Old Navy. Are there any denim brands that you find are just a really good quality? Now, I like I like an expensive pair. I love AG jeans, you mm-hmm. know, depending on the style. Do you have any recommendations for jeans that maybe are great for budget conscious people? Yes, absolutely. So I shop at J. Crew Factory all the time. I love their jeans. They hold up super well. And they're kind of a mid-priced brand, but they run amazing sales. Like they do the 40% off sales frequently. Sometimes you can do like a buy one, get one 50% off. So uh, I I don't feel like I've spent a lot of money on my jeans there, but I'm glad that you mentioned the higher quality jeans brands, because I think Nordstrom is an excellent place to shop for jeans. The reason is because they run the gamut. They have everything from their, you know, lower end store brand jeans that they carry all the way up to, you know, the expensive um, designer brands as well. So it's a great place to take multiple brands into the fitting room at one time. Because if you're going to the individual retailers like Old Navy and Express and um, J. Crew, you're going to be able to try on their fit of jeans. But at Nordstrom, you've got this entire line of brands that you can take into the fitting room with you and find out what fits my body best. And the thing that I love about Nordstrom also is go online and look at the reviews because you may be able to find somebody who has a similar body type as you. Oftentimes they put in there their height and weight, what their body shape is, and you can see how the jeans are fitting them. Another place, if you're looking for bargain, Amazon is amazing. And you can see actual pictures of women in there wearing jeans. There are a pair of Levi's jeans that are on there that have something like 30,000 five-star reviews. Women absolutely love these jeans. And again, you can go in there and see how they fit these different body types. And obviously this is a pair of jeans that fits a lot of different body types really, really well. But they also check that category, that box of having a little bit of stretch, which makes jeans work for nearly every body type. There's so different than what they were. I mean, you know, now that I can wear jeans and feel really good or, you know, you're, you know, it's almost sometimes it's like you're wearing, like you said in your book, and we'll talk about that in a minute, yoga pants, yes. which I'd love to talk about how you got started in this and your yoga pant rut. So can you share with our listeners that? 
Yes. So back in 2012, I got the opportunity to work from home, which was amazing, which most of us can relate to if we went through this during the pandemic uh, for about three months. And then I started noticing things going downhill. So my corporate past life, I was an engineer. I worked in telecom. I dressed up just about every day. I wore pencil skirts, blouses, heels. And so when I started working from home, I didn't really have a wardrobe for that. So I just was defaulting to a faded pair of black yoga pants, old sweatshirt, threw it on in the morning, pulled my hair back in a ponytail, no makeup, went on with my day. And I was doing this day after day after day. And I noticed some things starting to shift internally and externally. So internally, the things I, re- I was noticing were kind of less motivation, just wasn't feeling as excited about getting my day started. Um, I wasn't taking care of my body as well. I was putting on yoga pants in the morning, but I wasn't doing yoga or anything else active for that matter. Uh, And that kind of spilled over into food choices and the meals that I started cooking for the family. And then I noticed things around the house were kind of starting to get messier. And there was a snowball effect that was going on. And I sat down one night and I thought, what changed and what can I do right now that's going to help me get out of this place? Because I had gotten into a really bad rut. I've, you know, suffered with high functioning depression throughout periods of my life. And I recognized the signs of that and what was happening. So one of the things I knew that I could do immediately that felt really tangible was getting dressed the next day. So I got up early the next morning, I got a shower, I put on makeup, I fixed my hair and I walked into my closet to get dressed and realized the big issue was that I never rebuilt my wardrobe and I didn't have clothes that fit this new work from home lifestyle. So I started this journey of rebuilding my wardrobe and buying the clothes that were going to work for work from home. And on that first day, I managed to grab like a pair of jeans and a cute top and some shoes and and put those on. And I, I picked my daughter up from school and she got in the car and looked at me and she's like, mommy, what happened to you? And I said, what? And she said, we look pretty today. And I realized in that moment that she was watching me too. Like, you know, it wasn't just affecting me. It was affecting people in my sphere of influence. And when I felt better about myself, it, you know, was reflected in the people around me. So that's when I started blogging. I started my blog, Get Your Pretty On in 2013. And it turned out there were a lot of women back then that were looking for this stay-at-home mom lifestyle clothes that weren't finding a lot of resources for it at that time. So I helped them rebuild their wardrobes along with me. And they were on that journey with me until I started the Alpha Formulas program in 2014. And then a lot of those people came over and started doing that program with me as well. So it's been a crazy journey and um, it's been a lot of fun, but I, I can't think of anything that I'd rather be doing right now. When you go on your website, it's really interesting because you have this, it's not like you're selling different types of clothing. Like you're not selling Ann Taylor or or Target or whichever. You're just really selling like, this is what you need to do for staple pieces. This is what you need to do for seasonal pieces. What made you decide to go in that direction versus really trying to work with brands? I wanted the flexibility to be able to cater to every woman. I wanted to democratize personal style and make it for everybody and every budget and every age. Honestly, we have women in the program from, you know, 35 to 75 and being able to cover that age range plus every body size and shape is represented in, in the program as well. And every budget, some women shop at thrift stores, other women shop at the high end stores, and some women are, you know, into sustainable clothing brands. 
I realized that just focusing on one brand or even having my own clothing that I was sending out in boxes wasn't going to serve the community as well as offering up links for everything from petites to plus sizes at a range of retailers. And that honestly has been kind of the secret sauce in all of this is that women realize, hey, this can work for me. There is a recommended item in here that's going to work for my body type, that's going to work for my budget, or I can substitute something in place of this item. Uh, and that's why our branding is outfit formulas, because I want women to know that this is a formula that you can follow, but you are welcome to make substitutions with pieces that work from your closet. So it might say striped shirt in the formula, but it can be the striped shirt that works best for you, not the specific one that's pictured in the formula. I wanted to say, too, you were talking about your suggestions. You also demystify things. You say, here's a myth, and here is really what's true. And I know one that stuck out to me was shorts, because mm -hmm. I am one of those pear people. <laughs> I'm one of those pear-shaped people, and I never, you know, my thighs at the line where they're really, really big, I always wore longer shorts. Mm -hmm. But you were demystifying things like that. So can you share how you figured out the myths and how you figured out what really works? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of women who come into the program have some sort of misconception about style, whether it's, I can't wear white jeans after Labor Day, or mama says, if you've worn a trend once, you can't wear it again. Or, you know, there's a lot of these fashion rules that have been downloaded into us from other people or from ourselves that say, I can't wear this or I can't do this because. And shorts is one of those things that I found with a lot of women, I've always encouraged them, you may be wearing the longer shorts, but take three different styles of shorts into the fitting room with you and take a selfie of each of the lengths and styles because you might find that the selfie never lies, number one. <laughs> I always take selfies in my outfits because I know like something might feel off to me, but I can't really put my finger on it. But if I see a photo of it, then it usually becomes apparent to me. And also another thing you can do with a selfie is you can send it to someone else and say, hey, here's three different pairs of shorts. Please give me your honest opinion, which pair looks best on me. So take in you know, the seven inch short, take in the five inch short, be daring, take in the three inch short and see which one actually does work best for your body. And I'm like you, I'm a pear shape. So I used to buy the more Bermuda type shorts thinking, well, they hit on the slimmer part of my leg, but what the Bermuda type shorts actually do is they accentuate the hip area a little bit because they do come back in and slim on the thigh. So you might be better off with a pair of shorts that has more of an A-line, which could be a five inch short for you. And personally for me, that's the length that I typically choose to. That is good to know. <laughs> I'm going to try that next time. But don't send it to your husband. Don't send the selfie to your husband no. because he will say they all look good. So yeah. and don't send one to your teenager unless you want brutal honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. And husbands have been trained by now. They know they you are. are. You yeah. look great, honey. You look great. Well, I like them both. <laughs> right, Zach, yeah. get them both. Yes. What When a woman walks into her closet and she's feeling overwhelmed by the amount of clothing in there, what are some things that are must-haves in every closet for a woman? Definitely starting out with denim again. And I'm a casual dresser, so I wear denim all the time year-round. That's my most important thing. So focus on a few pairs of jeans that fit you really well, that you absolutely love, definitely. Uh, and then we're going to go on to our basics. After that, we're going to do things like our T-shirts, our tank tops, um, our sweaters, 
depending on your climate, I live in Texas, so my closet is predominantly a lot of lighter layers that I can wear year round and just kind of layer up as I need to. But if you live in a colder climate, then you're definitely going to want to focus on you know, your sweaters and your warmer layers. Um, your jackets, take a look at your cardigans, your blazers, your moto jackets, see if anything in there, if you have any gaps that you need to fill. Uh, the components of an outfit formula are your bottoms, which is gonna be anything you wear on your lower half, your tops, your toppers, which are gonna be your jackets, your cardigans, and the completer pieces in your outfit. I like to call that, some people call it the third piece, I call it a completer piece. Then it's going to be your footwear will be your next area of focus. So make sure that you have footwear that covers everything that you do in your life, you know, from your sneakers to your high heels and that every category is represented um, depending upon how often you use those shoes and what you wear them for. And then the last thing that you're going to want to check is your accessories. Accessories make the outfit. They're kind of that little spice that you sprinkle on top. I'm more of a minimalist with my accessories. So, you know, I wear like my gold necklaces every day and a pair of gold hoops, which keeps it super simple for me, but make sure that you have a few accessories that you can add to your outfits. They can be super simple or they can be statement accessories, but they are going to take your look and just kind of take it to the next level. For women of our demographic, we see trendy stuff. And I don't know about you, but I kind of shy away from a lot of the trendy stuff because to me, it's it's going to be done in a few months and then I'm stuck with it. So would you say, let me ask you, what would you say to those women who want to add a little bit of the trend without spending a fortune on trendy clothes? Yeah, I, th I think honestly, like you hit the nail on the head. This is the way to shop. Have the basics in your closet, then add in a few seasonal trends where you're not having to, you know, break your budget every season. And I would say one of the first things to focus on is something we talked about early on is color, the latest color trends, you know, a top, a sweater, a cardigan, something that is one of the latest color trends. It's an easy, super easy way to update your wardrobe. And you can do that at the inexpensive stores, you know, like Target or Old Navy or J. Crew Factory. Um, those are three of my favorites to just get trend items. Ditzy florals are huge for spring and summer. We're going to be seeing a lot of those little tiny florals, not the big overall bold prints, but the smaller ones. So, you know, pick up a, a blouse or a top that has ditzy florals in it. Um, again, you don't really have to go all in and say, I'm going to do all the new trends from head to toe. It might be something as simple as updating your denim too. Right now we're seeing all kinds of denim silhouettes that are represented. We've got high waist jeans, mom jeans, skinny jeans, flares, boot cuts. It's all out there. Flares. When are they going to go? When are they going <laughs> to go? Gonna go. <laughs> My 17 year old just bought a pair of flares two days ago. I'm like, oh gosh, right. <laughs> never going to go away. I know what I was going to ask you now. It was about you. You touched on this earlier about how you felt when you were wearing the yoga pants and how, when you decided to put on makeup and really put some effort into, you know, what you're wearing. It made you feel better. And I find that that is something really that resonates with me when I wear something. And I know the other day, Colleen and I were at a conference and for some reason I, I got rushed that morning. I don't know why. And I put on something and I got there and I hated what I was wearing. It, it, it did, changed her mood the whole day. Oh, I was like, I don't feel like me. I hate what I'm wearing. And the next day, I liked what I was wearing and I felt so much better. But that is, how does any advice to a woman, you know, I know you can't say, well, this is how you feel, but about wearing what they feel like wearing, how do you know when that happens? Yes, uh, it's, it's, 
I mean, this is such an important topic. I feel like psychology has proven this. It's not shallow. We take on the attributes and the characteristics of what we wear. And when we feel confident, we step out into the world and present ourselves differently, right? This is good news, actually, because it is a small thing that we can do. It is a tangible step that we can take, and it's accessible to literally everybody. So that's the good news. The bad news is, how do you find that? Uh, and, and honestly, this is experimentation. If you want to figure out your personal style, one of the things I recommend doing, go on Pinterest. Don't overthink this, but start searching women's outfits and pin about 25 to 50 gut instinct. Again, don't overthink it. Then once you have this pin board created, go back through all of these styles and pictures and outfits and start noticing commonalities and writing them down. Oh, I like this color. Ooh, this pattern appeals to me. Oh, I love this feminine flirty vibe. I like boho. I like modern, edgy, trendy, whatever. But write down the characteristics of these outfits because that's going to give you clues about your own personal style and what makes you feel good wearing. Then you can walk out into stores and start to kind of curate the pieces that you love. And I love color again. I think that this is such an important thing is when we step out in colors that we love, whether it's that bright pink or that Kelly green or whatever, that you just feel more put together and you feel like the best version of yourself. So it's worth experimenting with. There's not a quick fix for it, but it is something that is absolutely worthy of your time and energy for sure. Don't you also have a quiz on your website that women can take to kind of, because a lot of women don't know where to start. Like I said before, their bodies are changing and they haven't really been out in two years. So that now they're kind of creeping out into the world again. Isn't there a quiz that they can take on your website? Yes. At alphaformulas.com, you can do the little option right there on the homepage of take the quiz. And we will definitely guide you through the process of choosing what is going to be most beneficial for you, whether it's starting out with figuring out your body shape or, you know, your color analysis, or if it's jumping into building your closet staples, or maybe it's going into just adding those few trends into your wardrobe um, that are going to make everything else feel fresh and new. And one of the topics that's not my favorite on the list for summer, but a lot of women have the question are bathing suits Mm. and women. It is never a fun experience to go bathing suit shopping. And, And a lot of women will order online now, luckily, and order four or five, you know, bathing suits. What do you recommend for women who have to get new suits for the summer? So a, Black one piece, again, universally flattering. This is kind of like my dark wash um, jeans with a little stretch, but I think every woman looks great in a black one piece. And you kind of have to look at it, you know, from a body shape perspective, if you're doing just a an all black one piece that kind of nips in at the waist, um, that's, that's going to be a good option for literally everybody. Um, but I love your idea of ordering a lot of different styles. Again, I think we get stuck in ruts with our swimwear. We think I've worn this type of bathing suit for the past 10 years, so I'm probably not going to try something new, a newer cut or style or silhouette. Um, Experiment with this. And my husband is is great at getting me out of my comfort zone because I feel like my job is to get everyone in my community out of my comfort zone. But sometimes I'll take him shopping with me and I'll say, just pick things and I'll try them on. Take a friend with you, ask her to pick things and just try them on. Again, take the selfies before you judge yourself 
you know, just in the mirror wearing the swimsuit because it may show something a little bit different than what you're seeing when, when you're viewing it through your own eyes. So absolutely experiment, branch out, try some new things. There are a lot of different styles out there right now. The cool thing about style right now is like we see every decade represented literally from the fifties to now. Um, and, and this is true in swimwear as well. We've got those high-waisted bikinis that are out there. There's a little bit of everything. So this is an excellent opportunity if you haven't updated your swimmer in a while to just try on some new styles and see what works best for you. I always say, thank goodness for the miracle suit. Have you tried the yeah. miracle bathing suit? <laughs> <They're> amazing. <laughs> I love That's the exactly miracle That's exactly what I was thinking of. With yes. Black the one piece. They're so oh, good. I need to buy like five of those, like you said, and just kind of keep <laughs> them. What about undergarments? You know, we know as we get older, the importance of a really good bra because mm. everything's going south. What recommendations would you give to midlife and beyond women who are, you know, they haven't bought maybe a new bra in a while. Is there a place they can go or there are recommendations you would give? Yes. So most of us are not wearing bras that fit us properly. And, you know, again, as our bodies change, we may think, oh, I'm, I'm this size. So this is the size I've always worn. Number one, we need to get bra fittings done. And if you haven't, if it's been a few years since you've had one done, then go to Soma. They will get you in for a bra fitting. Usually right away, you can just walk into the store and say, hey, I need a fitting. They also have great bras too. So it, that's a, a bonus. Nordstrom is another place. You can get bra, bra fittings done there. And again, you're going to have the advantage at Nordstrom of having more than just one brand to try, but a multitude of brands and somebody that's going to be there to kind of guide you through that process of, hey, I think that this would work well for you or, you know, steer clear of this brand. Uh, so that's really the place that we need to start. We've got to start with the bra fitting and normally you need to have a professional do that for you. It's best to do that in person if you can. But if not, then pull out your measuring tape. There are plenty of YouTube videos out there or tutorials online. So you can do this yourself if you feel more comfortable doing it at home and then ordering some different brands of bras to try out. The ad. I'm a big fan of the Soma underwear with the elastic around it. They don't ride up. They are the best mm. underwear. I mean, this sticky, that sticks. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, Preach. I'm like, there unless you go. I have to wear Spanx to something, which is another thing is shapewear. Yes. What, what are your thoughts on shapewear? I'm a big fan of shapewear. And if it feels you more, makes you feel more confident in your clothes, then I'm, I'm all about it. Spanx are great. I know that they also have a, version of Spanx that they sell at Target. I think it's assets, but it's by the same brand. So if you, you know, are looking for a more budget-friendly one, that's a great place to start. Amazon also has plenty of shapewear brands that you can check out um, that are comparable to, and you can read the reviews on there. There's so many more options now for women that they can choose right online or in stores or to be able to go to Target and get your groceries and a great, some type of shapewear or bathing suit. They even have bathing suits there as well. My final question is shoes. You know, some of us, including me, are not fan of high heels. Bridget's good with it, sort not of. Not real uh, high. Yeah, I have to you're have a better with heel. I'm not very tall. I'm five. How four. can you be stylish <laughs> and not fall over in a high heel? <laughs> are you asking because you... If you're going to wear the high heel shoe or no, if you want to still have adorable looking shoes, but just not more than maybe an inch high, you know what I mean? For women who want a little bit of a height, but that, you know, it's just those spikes are, yeah, they're deadly. They are. They are. So there are other ways you could add interest to your shoes without making the heel higher. 
Um, I'm a big fan of shoes with a little bit of an embellishment on them or a brightly colored pair of shoes, like a bright pink. I love red shoes. Um, and I feel like they add style without necessarily adding height. And, and a lot of us are like, well, it can't, it can't be dressy if it doesn't have the heel. That's, that's just not true. You can absolutely find shoes that are quote outfit makers that aren't necessarily high heels. So look for the interesting shoes, the ones with a little bit of pattern. Maybe it's a leopard print or a snake print, or it's a bright color, or it's a different pattern, like a floral shoe. There are so many cute options out there for spring. I'm dying. I just ordered a pair of yellow shoes this week and, and green, and I can't wait to get either one. And you can pair those up with, you know, colorful items, or you can just wear all black and wear a, a statement shoe. And it's going to totally be an outfit maker for you. Those are great suggestions because you go into DSW and it's like overwhelming. It's just Mm -hmm. a sea of shoes. I love shoes. I have way, I have far too many shoes. However, I have found that's another thing with my foot. Like it's a feeling if certain shoes just don't look good on me, they will look good on other people. And I'll think those shoes do not look good on me. Like very, very flat shoes. Now, Mm -hmm. if they've got some embellishment, I feel like they look, I can get away with that. (laughs) But if they're super, super flat and I have on jeans, it just looks awful. Like I can't, it's like I can only wear certain shoes with like crops, you know, or or that's it, crops or shorts. And uh, I don't know, do you find that to be an issue with people and the shoes that go with the outfit? I do. And I think it's an individual thing as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I tend to not wear as many just completely flat shoes. I have a longer foot and I feel like if I wear a flat shoe, it kind of accentuates that. So, you know, I try to be aware of that whenever I'm making my shoe decisions. Um, and I, I just personally like a little bit, even if it's a wedge, if people, if you don't like stilettos or you don't like heels, wedges are amazing and block heels too. They're a very comfortable way to just kind of step into it. It doesn't even have to be a big wedge or block. It can just be, you know, an inch and that's going to give you just a little bit of that height and, um, and, and going to be super flattering too. And a little more stable. So that's yeah. always <laughs> yeah, it is. a lot more. <laughs> I actually, my daughter got married last year and I wore block because I did not want to walk down the aisle and fall over. That was not <laughs> the plan. So it gave me a heightened security. And it was great. She didn't fall over. Yeah. Thank you. And I didn't wear the Spanx either. Just so everyone knows, my mother was very mad. I did not wear the Spanx. I bought them. Fabulous. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying I bought them and I was like, no, I'm going to eat. So I'm not wearing the Spanx. We are our worst critics. What do you say to them when they're just like, I don't feel good in anything. And what can I do? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you get that a lot from your followers. What what kind of suggestions do you give them? I, I do. And Honestly, this is where community comes in. If I'm being totally honest, it's about having other women that come alongside you and are supporting you in your fashion journey. And many of us feel like I don't know where to, we feel overwhelmed. We don't know where to start. And then we also feel like nothing works for me, or I haven't up until this point in my life discovered something that works for me. And my suggestion is always just to take that step out of the comfort zone, try the thing you thought you couldn't try and you know get around a supportive community it doesn't have to be through you know like my facebook group or whatever it can be your friend your friend group 
and do this together. We've even had moms groups, you know, that have gotten together and said, hey, I feel frumpy. I want to feel good in my clothes again. Let's all get together and support each other in this and feeling better in our clothing and, you know, going out and shopping together and finding pieces that, that fit and flatter our bodies and giving each other that support and that guidance on the journey to do that. Uh, I really think it's just about a mindset. It's about your mindset and being willing to try the things that you think are not going to work for you or, you know, just being willing to step back out there again and say, this is important to me. I want to feel good in my clothes. Um, a lot of us as moms, especially, you know, we've been focused on our kids for so many years and dressing them cute that we don't focus on ourselves and we don't give ourselves that permission, but giving yourself permission and saying, I'm worthy of a wardrobe that makes me feel good and one that works for my lifestyle and works for me. And then actually following through and, and taking a little bit of money out of the budget and focusing on getting pieces that you feel good in. Love that. We are going to make sure in the show notes to have the link to your website, a link to your book, and just thank you because I think women enjoy hearing about tips and tools for for just to feel good because at this age, we just want to walk out and feel confident and happy with what we're wearing, not necessarily worrying about the number of what size it is. So thank you so much, Allison, for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks, ladies. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for joining us today, Allison. This was so much fun to talk about for me because I love to talk about different styles and fashion and where you can get things. And I love to talk about shoes and just everything. I was all about this conversation today. So thank you so much for being on the show. And don't forget to check out her book, The Ultimate Book of Outfit Formulas, A Stylish Solution to What Should I Wear? And also make sure that you're checking out getyourprettyon.com and also her outfitformulas.com page. And make sure you check out our website, hotflasheskooltopics.com. Follow us on social media. We're out there. We're doing TikToks. We have an Instagram page. We have Facebook, Facebook page yeah. and a Facebook group where a lot of women that are go in this time of life have lots of questions and get lots of answers from our listeners and things that are working for them. So that's really great. So join that group if you have some questions about this time of life and we will find someone who could answer it or I'm sure the women in that group will get out there and offer suggestions. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.